a college degree was in your future. Then life took a different turn. Jump back into school with confidence in a program designed for adults like you. Experience the support of a personal enrollment counselor. They'll walk with you through every step of the enrollment process. Move smoothly from one course to the next with books delivered right to you before each course. Returning to school can be seamless when you have the right support. Thrive without ceasing. Start today at adult.cornerstone.edu. People like to have fun during the holidays. You know what's not fun? Returning an ugly sweater. Don't give anyone an ugly sweater this year. Give choice gift cards from giftcards.com instead, and they can pick their own sweater from some of their favorite brands. It's genius. Hey there, gambling friendos. Football season is here, and it's time to get on the action with mybookie.ag. MyBookie.ag is the industry-leading sports action website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. Bet aside, predict scores, track player props. MyBookie.ag lets you play without cash or other purchases. Use promo code ZABE when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie.ag has in-game live action on every major league event even eSports. There's no better time to join MyBookie.ag than today. Go to MyBookie.ag, open an account, and join in on the fun. Use promo code ZABE when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus. Signing up is easy, and you'll have access to your own personal dashboard. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code ZABE. No deposit necessary. Terms and conditions apply. Void where prohibited. Today on the ZabeCast, we sit down with former Redskin and former Viking Fred Smoot in a Steakhouse Confidential, where the steak was juicy and the stories even juicier. Fred talked about Steve Spurrier, Joe Gibbs, Sean Taylor, trash talking, and of course, the infamous boat trip gone bad on Lake Minnetonka. Your essential Sports Talk Day starter is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! Here we go! Thursday, November 15th, 2018. Thank you for downloading. We have got a good one today. Fred Smoot was absolutely fantastic in our Steakhouse Confidential. He left nothing off limits. In fact, I could have rolled tape for more than an hour, but we wanted to keep it reasonable. By the way, our first punch of winter has landed here in the DMV. And I think I've decided that I hate the summers here even more than I hate the winters. So bring it on. Winter is here, as they say in Game of Thrones. And I'm ready. Quick thank you. A big thank you. Not a quick thank you. Big thank you to DC Prime Steakhouse in Ashburn, Virginia at One Loudon, And Rick Crow, one of the owners. Go to dcprime.com. Go there to the restaurant and check it out for yourself. Call to make a reservation at 703-840-2099. That's dcprime.com. Only USDA Prime meets seafood sourced direct from Boston. And the sea bass is overnighted from Honolulu, believe it or not. Independently owned and operated, Chef Brad Wiedemann is fantastic. He's been the executive chef at any number of renowned steakhouses from Atlanta to Miami and Boca Raton. He has now made D.C. Prime his home. And, of course, he sources local ingredients and supports Loudoun County farming as well. And he sears a mean piece of meat. So our guest this week was Fred Smoot. He played nine years in the NFL at cornerback. Redskins, Vikings, then Redskins again. 
He is a Mississippi boy to the core, consummate trash talker, impossibly upbeat, and shockingly honest. We left nothing on the table and nothing off the menu when we sat down to talk. Favre has this one picked to the far side. Fred Smoot. Fred Smoot. Only Favre to beat. Touchdown Vikings. Fred Smoot with us. Freddie, I'm going to feed you meat tonight. Oh, dead animal. I love dead I'm gonna, animal. <laughs> I'm going to feed you meat, and you are going to give me the good stuff. Oh, only the Not real. all the stories you've already told a million times Unfilled. to a million people right. on a million different media platforms right. because you are multimedia Smoot now. All right. Unfiltered. I'm talking top shelf shit that's never been said before. Because well, you, you're getting a full steak tonight. Hey, thank you. It, and dessert. Between the steak and the Jack Daniels, you have opened up Pandora's uh, box. I'm not paying for the Jack Daniels. That's <laughs> on you. Did you put your credit card down on the file? Uh, as always, our host, Paul Gorgie, man about town, a man who was on the infamous Osaka plane ah, with yes. Fred Smoot. We'll talk about that tonight on plane, Steakhouse Confidential. So you I'll no never go, go there again. And, of course, uh, my man, Christopher Johnson, program director, out from behind the suit and behind the office. He's still wearing a suit. To be a podcast star. Because everyone (laughs) wants to be a podcast star. It's where it's at. Hey, everybody want to be heard. Nothing wrong with that. And, CJ, you've been around this town forever. so I've been around. You've got good stories as well. Plenty. Looking forward to this. Uh, Thanks, I'm going to do everything possible not to get fired in the next 45 minutes. <laughs> Who's going to fire good, you? Good, good you? luck. Uh, fire yourself? I don't think that's possible. I think the good thing is that we can edit this before it actually goes <laughs> no live. Editing. There's no, no editing. Free flow. This is a waterfall. <laughs> Knowledge. All right, Fred, are you ever off? Never. I've never seen you in the off mode. I've never seen you quiet. I've never seen you mad. Yeah. I've never seen you sad. Mm-hmm. You are always the most upbeat, energetic guy, to which people say to me, is that an act? And I go, well, if it's an act, it's a 24-7 <laughs> act. <laughs> no, this is who I am. Good energy. I just think we on this earth too short a time to let bad stuff get you down. And I'm not, I think the worst thing that could ever happen to you is die. Right? I would I, say yes. And if that I'm not would, dead, that would I ain't got no reason to be crying. I ain't got no reason to be uh, down energy. I like to be. Have you always uh, been this way? I've always been this way. Do you I, think this made you a good corner in the NFL? Because yes, they but, say you corners have to have a short memory and a lot of ego. Like I say, corners have to be sinners. Corners have to. They have to lie at a high level because you got to lie to yourself. Yeah. They have to be cheaters. And they have to steal. Right? That's what we're paid to do. We're paid to steal. So yeah. you got to lie to yourself when you get beat and steal for 80 yards for a touchdown. I'm still the best guy out here. You got to really <laughs> trick yourself out. And you got to cheat by any means necessary to stop this guy from catching it. And I ain't, like I said, the stealing says itself. Get yeah. the stuff that don't belong to you. You've known Fred forever, CJ. You helped bring him into the station. Got him to do shows and whatnot. Have you ever seen him down? Have you ever seen him mad or anything like this? No, I mean I've seen him mad on the football field, but I, I mean I've been the football field. Yeah, I've been mad. It's this frown. Hey, when this smile turned upside down, who'd you get pissed off at? Oh, I get 
my own like teammates are coaching. That's okay. that's usually who I'm talking to. Cause when I'm when I'm talking trash to other people, it's with a smile on my face. Right. That really makes people mad. <laughs> but when I'm talking like me and Greg Williams, we got into some heated arguments. Uh, I love to argue with Greg. You uh, and me Greg, and, me and Sean Springs, like. We're we going to get into some verbal tussling now. It's, it's going to happen. It's healthy. I think it's healthy dialogue. Yeah, I mean, I've seen – I've also seen Fred a few times calm. I've seen him, you know, hanging out. He's yeah. it's, it's always not – you know, when, it, when it's chill, you're at, you're at a bar or something like that, yeah. it's not Fred bouncing off the walls yeah. all the time. <laughs> not you all know, the but, time, but, but, yeah. for, but for most of the time, I mean, who doesn't love being around somebody like that with that much energy? Uh, but – I mean, there, there's some crazy stuff that, you know, that, that lies in between there. That I'm hoping that you're going to be able to dig out here in the next, you know, 30, well, 40 we'll see. minutes. We'll let the cocktails kick in before I bring up boat trip. All right. Well, well I often say that. It looks like you shouldn't take me on any forms of transportation. Planes, Dave, boats, did you, did you, planes, boats. Dave, you went there, yachtsman? You went there that early? I, I didn't go there. I, I mean, just I, said. I know he likes to be on the open seas, but. I'm, I, 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 I'm official Navy. Do you understand it? I'm official seaman. Yeah, I am. Seaman. <laughs> yeah. All right, hold on. P- ponder that. Seaman. Gorgie, you were, you were selling for the Redskins in 2001, Fred's first year. Yeah. Under Spurrier. No, with, no, no. Oh, Schottenheimer. No, Marty. Marty. Uh, Marty. Yes. Right, you were Marty and then Spurrier. Now, right. that talk about going from uh, ice-cold bath to a warm hot tub. Yes. Am I wrong about that? Uh, no, you're totally wrong. Now, I love me some Marty. Now, the one thing, listen to me. We played 16 games that year. Marty cried 16 times. He cried at the coming home lunch. Remember that? Uh, oh, 17 times. Marty was one of those guys. He had a lot of that Coach Gibbs in him. See, coaches coach different. You got your coach that's the disciplinarian, your Nick Saban, your Bill Parcells, your Bill Belichick. Then you got the ones with the granddaddy effect. And that's what Coach Gibbs got. Marty had that granddaddy effect. Really? They don't need to cuss you out. So he wasn't a Johnny Hardass. No, no. It was more of I can't let them down. You know, I'm going to run through this brick wall for my granddaddy. I can't let my granddaddy down. So they don't have to cuss you out. They don't have to get after you certain ways. So Marty had that effect. That's why we – I haven't game. I think we won six great games. We you won did, it. yeah, yeah. So you're rolling. You're one and five. Right? Had yeah. you know, had 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 zero and five. five. Yeah, finished the season eight and three yeah. in November and December. Yeah. And, and fired, fired him. him. And fired him. Fired him. And, eight and, and three. the quarterback. The and the quarterback. And the quarterback was Jeff George, the starting off the general. Oh, I love the general. One of my favorite players. You still. love Jeff George? Ooh, I, I love the general. Just your leadership is overrated. You love because he he was real. He he was letting y'all know that. No, no, he was letting y'all know that just because I'm a quarterback don't mean I got to lead this team. Like, <laughs> every quarterback I play with, they're not all natural leaders. Right. Some of them just want to come do their job and go home. The one thing about Joe Fleck Verde, a.k.a. Joe Flacco, Joe is not a leader. No. Joe comes, does his job, and he goes home. Ray Lewis was the leader of that team. Well, yep. Jeff George just lived to throw the ball a lot. And he could do it. He no, could no, spin he had, it. He had a cannon. He could do it. Yeah. Oh, but, he had an arm. Remember, remember what was, was sort of it when uh, – well, not only the – Leadership is overrated thing, but remember when he was on the ground and nobody picked him up? Oh yeah, he in was Dallas, getting, it, Ebenezer Ecubon dragged him dragged like a rag doll, yeah. and none of your teammates I bothered to even up. touch a guy. I would have go picked him up. I wish I would have seen. It. I was tired. Well, you were on the field. I would have picked him. Right. I would have oh, ran wow. out there well, and picked my, my guy up. I almost thought our offensive line, CJ, I mean, was taking a number, saying, "Are you done dragging him? Because yeah. I'd like to drag him after you're done." Yeah, but that it was, was unbelievable. That was the boldest of bold moves by Marty, though. Right away, they cut him. Right yeah, after, after yeah. the San Diego game. Right, right, right then and there. Sucked. It was and, week two, and, I think, yeah, on the road. And, and Banks, Banks. Banks stepped in. 
Now, Tony Banks only can throw the deep ball, all right? That's it. That's his only That's ball. All he, had. he had one audible that year. And, uh, yeah, one. And, and that was throw it deep. Right, this is what Tony did. <laughs> was, we handed to Stephen Davis. Stephen Davis, big country. And we, oh, we, yeah. we threw the ball. And, 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 you know, we threw it on third down. And that's what we did. And we just physically imposed our will on people. And Because that's what Marty was like. I had never been through a training camp. But I had these veterans. We had the oldest team I had ever been on in my life. It was the old folks home to Ashburn. It was Bruce Smith, <laughs> Darryl Green, all these guys. So they had been used to practicing a certain way. And Marty had us doing Oklahoma, 10-yard drill. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm thinking this high training camp going in the NFL. I, he, didn't he bust up Daryl Green's shoulder doing the Oklahoma drill? Oh, no, no. Or no, I, that was Bruce's Bruce, shoulder. Yeah. He, Bruce got, a, got like a separated shoulder the day doing I, the Oklahoma the day I came drill. To camp. Uh, Marty locked down the dorms at Carlisle. Yeah. And I remember interviewing Daryl Green, and he's like, well, it's a different regime now. Uh, he was well, like, oh, I can't all, believe hey. I'm a grown-ass man. I'm going oh. to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I've been in the league for 20 years, and I'm getting <laughs> locked in my dorm room. And, and that's what Marty did. Well, remember the crazy things, though, from that year. Well, it started with the whole they took Daryl's seat away from on the bus, and they took the veteran seats away. Yeah. But remember the whole thing about the guys that Marty brought with him from Kansas City, and that you guys would be in the locker room yelling 5050. Yeah, oh, with yeah, we some of the guys. Remember, 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 oh, yeah. remember, what was it? Dave Zott? It remember, was, was it Dave Zott? It was, Zott. It was, it was like the guys he brought the Kansas City guys. The Kansas yeah. City yeah. guys in. he brought in, and they and you guys are the guys on the, the team. Popo, the Popo is in the locker room because <laughs> yeah, they thought they were reporting <laughs> back they to Marty. They report the news. They yeah. report the news. Yeah. Yeah. But do you, know, I, do you know how many fans don't really even know that shit goes on in NFL? Teams hey, and locker rooms. Any like, locker room that I'm in, there's next level stuff that the, yeah. the average fan oh, are the, like, the, the average, what? The average fan thinks that everybody's best friends on every team. No, which you, is ridiculous. No, they, you don't they, have they, to they, like they, a guy to be on his team. They, no, who, hey, who, yeah, it's impossible. There? You have 53 men Man, from 53 uh, on a starting roster yeah. and 53 different attitudes. That doesn't exist. No, they think everybody. They think everybody on teams. You all hang out at the yeah. clubs we and the bars and all that stuff. We don't. But, but who does that in the regular walk of life? Nobody. In the regular work. But they, they don't I mean. look at us as a regular walk of life. They look at us like we yeah. won the lottery. I, they don't look at like they don't look at us like we worked for this so, for twenty years. So Marty was the grandfather. Yeah. Then comes Spurrier. What yeah. do you label him? Dead guy. The guy. Like Spur, it's no other the ball coach. The I, ball. It's no other coach like Coach Spurrier. I knew we was gonna fail, but it was so fun. <laughs> How, when did you know they were? When did you know Spurrier was not gonna make it happen at the when pro level? We practiced my first week of practice. We get there. And it's a totally different schedule than I'm used to. We only did – he don't care about nothing but quarterback, wide receivers, and DBs. <laughs> we did 7 on 7 and 1 on 1, 80% of the practice. And they were like, Coach, we going to do special team. Nah, not today. Like, he didn't care. Like, he literally didn't care. Like, because he had to get in nine holes where yeah. he lived out uh, of uh, Beacon Hill. Thank you. Thank you. No, but I, I heard – is this a true story? You can collaborate. I heard he and, he and Marvin Lewis were walking out of the – out of the uh, back steps, mm -hmm. going to practice, and he turned to Marvin. And he said, hey, have a great practice. And Marvin turned to him and he goes, coach, we only have X amount of guys. we got to practice together. Yeah. He thought defense went on one field, offense yeah, right. went on the other. And right. we never see each other. Like, no, listen to <laughs> like me. Like college. That's what he wanted. Like, and this is what I knew. I said, coach is just a great college coach. He, and, and when we had practice stretching, me, him, champ, he loved to talk nothing but college football. And he took <laughs> the SEC baby. forward. He, he really, you know how a parent, they say they ain't got no favorite child. Oh, yeah. But the children know who the favorite child is. The people on the team knew we was the favorite children of him. 
SEC boy. All right, so let me fast forward here to the flight to Osaka. Oh, my uh, goodness. Yes, I see Pre- that. I'm still bearing scars from it. Preseason 2002? Yes, 2002, yes. the golden year. Redskins, oh. Niners in Osaka, you yeah. know, exhibition game. August. And um, the Redskins kill the Niners. Uh, Steve Mariucci was coaching the Niners. And basically Spurrier was giddy because he threw the whole game and kept your starters in, in for much pre-season. of the game. In the preseason. Yeah. And he was just as happy as shit. All right, so let's get the no quick. idea, oh, no, no let's, idea let's, that let's, this is preseason football let, on the other side of the globe. Let's, let, let, we let's rewind to the tarmac yeah, at okay. Dulles. Yes. Okay, all right. So you guys were on the yeah. plane. Yes, yeah. You, so, Gorgie, so, and so you. So I have clients. Going. I have clients yeah. on the plane with me, and I am seated. And this is seven forty-seven. We're pretty much all the way on the back. We probably have fifteen rows to go. So we take a seat. There's a there's a middle seat available. We put the tray table down. I get up and I walk over to one of the flight attendants who's at the door and I go, excuse me, is there liquor on this flight? She goes, oh, we're fully stocked. I go, awesome. Here's my seat number. When we get to cruising altitude, I need a lot of vodka. I need a lot of club soda and some limes if you have them. She goes, done. Done and done. We get to cruising altitude. I have the cheerleaders row starts right behind me. And this it where is I a, come but in. This is a, <laughs> so, so Wait this a minute. A, there's policies against players yeah. and cheerleaders. Uh, no, yes, we no, break no, no, those no. In, in no, yes, no, no. Yes. So, so as we get to cruising altitude, now the clothes ca- start flying off. It is now a pajama party oh, yes. at 40,000 no, feet. Oh, no, no, oh this absolutely. Is, this is, this no, no. is exaggeration. Oh, no, no. no, he's oh, no, no, no. I wanted good stories for Steakhouse Confidential. I don't want you to make shit up. No, no, no. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Before, right when we're taking off, we, no, before we take off, before we leave Redskin Park, we have sent the rookies, plus we as the veteran has already bought, like, Veterans, you've been there a year. I I was a vet. I was a vet. You already said I'm a veteran. Hey, listen to me. Hey, Rooks, get out of here. We sent them to get gallons, half a gallons of liquor. Oh. Like, all of us got, like, two half a gallons of peace on us. Right before we taking off, all of us just holding them up just like this. Like, listen to me. It wasn't 10 minutes. We hadn't even got level yet. Wow. I'm already in the hallway, in, in the middle. Of, we shooting dice. <laughs> yeah. Like, the cheerleaders sitting up, they, like, huddled all around oh. us. We, we passing drinks. It looked like we partying in Roman times right now. This wow. was a certified toga party. Like, <laughs> listen to me. It went down. And then on the flight home, because you won, it was probably the same thing, right? It was more epic coming over there. Yeah, it was. It, it was so epic. 23 it, hours. Hey, hey, it was so That's epic. 23 hours in Non-stop. the air. Hey, really? after six hours of pure drinking, you could hear you could hear a net no, fart on hey, there. Fred, Fred, it was, yeah. it was, it was, everybody blacked Fred, out. Commiserate with me here. Yeah, yeah. Drunk, sober, and drunk in the same flight. In the same flight. I'm not kidding you. 23 now, do you hours. Think, do you think all teams are like that? I think a lot of teams, everybody but the Patriots. <laughs> really? Yeah. Everybody so, but the Patriots. This happens enough. So. You think yeah. so? Yeah. I saw it in baseball, like too. Yeah, you covered – CJ, you covered the Nats for Masson uh, for how many years? Just one. Okay. Well, a little over one, but, yeah. yeah, one full season, though. Okay, so you saw that in baseball. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get away yeah. trips baseball, on that. They parted Ray harder than us yeah. baseball players. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a long season. you got to deal with it. But, yeah, I mean, I watched Papelbon walk in. That's one of the big myths about the Nats. The, the clubhouse loved Papelbon, especially the veterans. Yeah. And Pap would walk in on getaway days with just, like Fred said, holding up gallons of liquor in yeah. both really? hands for the for the trips to get away oh, there. Geez. And it, and 
Yeah, I mean, a lot of times before you talk to him, he drink too. But you know, that's why ESPN want to get rid of playmakers. Yeah, because it, it sounds too realistic. Like, as I because it sounds yeah. like a plane. Too realistic. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Exactly. too close to home. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Always, everybody's like, "This is out of control. This I, isn't what it is." They're like, "No, it's like <laughs> half of what." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I always ask people. I, you always say when you watch athletes, well, I wouldn't do this, do this. First of all, if somebody give you millions of dollars in your early 20s, oh, yeah. how many mistakes would you have made? Oh, my God. And you add to that the glare of publicity and the competitiveness of the NFL. Fail and the fact that all your women's dream. Right, the women coming at you and all over like, the place. How you got kids by different women? Well, you ain't got kids by different women because different women ain't chasing you. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you ain't got kids. Right? Because no. women not chasing you. Let me ask you, Fred, <laughs> What is the Fred Smoot family uh, tree? I don't think I've ever asked uh-oh. you. Oh, Fred, I got five kids. Okay. I got three girls and two boys. Beautiful. How old are they? My oldest is 15. Okay. My youngest is five. Okay. And they are a handful. If you want to hear conversations, you think I talk? (laughs) (laughs) I, like my mom said, you're getting everything that you want. (laughs) Right now, my kids are, oh, they meet times two, even more hyper. And is that with your ex-wife? You were married. Uh, Hey, 0 for 1 in marriage. Okay. 0 for 1. All right. Uh, you know, it was great. I enjoy her. We're, we're good friends now. Okay. So it ain't like it's a bitter beer face type That's of good. marriage. Okay. So, so we're good. And plus. Are they all with her? Or? Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. I, I had a girlfriend before her that I had kids with too. Also. Okay. Yeah. So a five by two, as we call yes, it. Yes, and I'm an only child, Unlike- so I'm not finished. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. Like, it's by design. Like, I want a big family. It's only me. My, mo- my mom died last year, so it's really oh, like man. just me, my dad, and my kids. So, yeah, I want kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, you know, everyone kind of makes fun of Cromarty because he's what, like nine by seven or something like he's that? He's nine by I mean, six. Nine uh, by six? Yeah. I thought it was more than that. Was it more than that? No, he just had twins by a wife, so it's 11 by six. Oh, my. But, but, but guess, guess what? what? He seems like I've seen some subsequent interviews. Oh, he love it. Yeah, and it seems like he is as involved a father as you could possibly by, be. By design. Do you know he went and got a, I guess they call it, uh, he got clipped. He uh, got clipped and, and he still, still had, had one. Oh, I said he's holding. I, I tell you, wow. hey, I tell my auntie, don't even use the bathroom behind him. Like, listen to me. He is potent. <laughs> wow. Right? So when you yeah, play, no, he's got 14. 14. What? Yeah. Oh, so 14 by how many? He's got 14 kids. By six. I know he got six, baby. Wow. wow. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. so wow. the, the female temptation yeah. has to be, I mean, like, you played, you played 02 to win. No, I played 01. 01 to 11. 01 to 11. Social media didn't explode, CJ, until uh, uh, 07. Uh, the iPhone debuted in 07. Yeah. Social media really hit on. 2010 is where it really I, took off. I was going right. to say, Twitter, I think, launched in 2008, yeah. and then, but it didn't really right. get going until a, a right. few years you after. You couldn't really have a chick send you a picture of her tits until 2007. <laughs> yeah. You know, unless it was on a BlackBerry and it was a very it's small it's on photo. A flip phone, yeah. Right, yeah, exactly. And, that's, and I'm <laughs> so, asking now, digitally, when did the eggplant not be a vegetable anymore? <laughs> <laughs> when, when, when did, like, right now, it's totally not a vegetable yeah. anymore. It, it only means one thing. So, how do you think, Fred, these kids coming into the league now? With all the social media stuff, and especially this new breed of woman. Oh, yes. The Instagram model. Mm. The Instagram model, to mm. me, is one of the scariest creatures on the sports Set landscape. Up. She yeah. is thirsty, she no. is devious, and she is relentless. All right, here go the key. At first, they could only dream about us, meaning, I hope he come to my city. I hope to meet him. Without crossing paths, we don't meet. 
Now the world has opened up, and they come to you digitally. Right. And, and it's, it's unfiltered. It's like right. you ain't they dream no more. You become their reality. Right? And I always tell them, man, you say what you won't do until 100 women knock on your door. Right? You're going to let 99 of them in. Right? I'm, just, <laughs> I'm, I'm just telling you. And come on, what's been man's biggest temptation since the world started? Boontang. Yeah. Oh, As I say. It's bigger than anything in the world. Pussy. The pussy urge. is undefeated. It's un- undefeated. 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 They, hey, Never beat. Two things, pussy ne- and gravity. Hey, first undefeated. of all, you let me can't tell you how one. amazing that little hole is. All right, let's go. Steakhouse Confidential, you everybody. You can lose your money in that hole. <laughs> if, you spit too, if you spit too hard in it, a human will come out of that hole. <laughs> that hole can kill you. Listen to me. It's a powerful Thing. It'll make you buy houses. It'll make you buy houses. It's bigger than all of us. And it's bigger period. than us. It's, 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 it's bigger totally than, bigger than us. It is a huge force. And now period. with social media, I don't have to want to meet Holly Berry. I can hit Holly Berry in her DM right now. Right. Right. That's the difference. A, a, a good knockoff. Yeah. She looks like Halle Berry, maybe better looking than her, but doesn't, but doesn't have her money or talent yeah, or yeah. anything to lose. Yeah. Like, Halle Berry would have something to lose if yeah. she hooked. I mean, she was with David Justice forever. Well, I bought the house in Atlanta. That's the house I bought in Atlanta was what? Holly Berry and David Justice's <laughs> old house. You bought their house? On, uh, what on were you the doing in You never played in Atlanta. No, I moved there after I retired because... My ex-wife was from South Carolina, oh, and I was from okay. Mississippi, so that was like the meet, meet the midpoint. Did Hallie, <laughs> did Hallie convey? Oh no! They had, <laughs> hey, I bought. I ended up buying the house and kind of redid it. It was a. I love the property. It was on the Chattahoochee. Her, I would have told her leave the sheets. The hey. sheets <laughs> convey. Hey, when Am I, I first, wrong about hey, that? When I, I would never absolutely. wash them. Hey, again. first of all, when I first bought the house, the first thing I did was went smell the commodes. <laughs> uh, that's when you know you a man. Like that's, that's your man stuff. Hey, that's just why we can't have like a roommate that's a girl. Like you can't have a roommate that's uh, a girl no. because when she leave, yeah. I'm gonna go smell her panties. <laughs> like, so you can't truly have a roommate that's exactly. a girl. Oh, so the Redskins are six and three. Everybody, <laughs> <laughs> let's bring it back to football. Eighty-one point four percent a chance to make the playoffs. Oh um, my God! How much worse would the Love Boat story have been if there oh. were iPhones? Well, oh. it wouldn't have been because now nobody cares. Yeah, nobody cares. Oh. At the end of the day, what that was was a bachelor party on steroids. If we had a party here in D.C. Nobody reported. If we have it in Miami, Atlanta, nobody reported. Minnesota, yeah. the Midwest. Yeah. Right, they, they, yeah. Come on, you go to the script club, they got pasties on titties. Uh, like, yeah. I can't see the nipple through that pasty. <laughs> like, who are you trying to lie? Like, it's, it's I for, said at the time. I'm not blind. Thing, I said at that time that when that thing broke, Fred, that was the perfect sports radio catnip story. It was yeah. low-hanging fruit. Everyone was hammering it. Yeah. It was salacious. But I said the whole time, I said, you know, if these dummies had just had it at somebody's house, yeah. but see, then you're you airtight. Uh, By taking it on the water, you had to contract with a couple of boat with operators. The, and that's how I got caught up in it. And the boat operators were like, oh, my God, there's strippers and there's dildos on the no, boat. No, no, oh no, no, no. It started with the waitress. This, this is how it happened. Uh, well, I, I'm going to take you out to ground zero. Let's go, oh, boy. I, the we're going there. Captain Smoot. I, 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 all all, all, all I'm aboard. From, I'm going to jump from 1608 <laughs> okay. to th- 2006. Okay. In 1608, Eric the Red and a lot of Vikings start peering village villages, taking the food and the women. They've <laughs> yes, been sir. doing this for years. Right? So I end up signing with the Vikings, the modern-day Vikings. And they throw this party every year. This is how they haze guys. Here in Washington, they haze us by making us take them to a steakhouse and take them to the club. That's how they do us. 
Here, they take up money starting with the first-round draft pick. We had two first-rounders that year, Erasmus James and Troy Williamson. Troy had to get 20, Erasmus 15, so off for him. 20 we, grand, 15 grand? Yeah, and it goes down. The lower the, Lord of and money, you weren't the able to go, uh, hey, guys, I'm <laughs> saving for my retirement. <laughs> no, 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 here we go. Really so it's like $87,000 to throw one party. Oh, that's Once nice, we took it up. That's a nice boat. Right, so now – they usually throw it at this club that they rent out area, but now the club has closed. Oh. So now they say it's eight. Let's throw it at somebody's house. So nobody's volunteering their house for this. So here come my small. They're like, hey, it's the land of 10,000 lakes. How about we rent some yachts? <laughs> <laughs> and that's the part that I did. I that actually called, I called around to see who had them. And Lake Minnetonka. And I'm like, oh, yeah, Prince live over there, huh? they like, yeah, we got two. And I said, all right. Hold two for me. What's your name? Fred Smoot. That's how I got involved. Oh, like, boy. But they have been doing this forever. So we you should have said, what's your name? Hey. Mike Tice. Uh, oh, that's what I should have told him. <laughs> Eddie Brown. <laughs> but at the end of the day, so it's 87000 The yachts basically cost nothing to rent them. Uh, we rented 39 limos and limo buses. Wow. So nobody drove their car. That's why I wasn't yeah. no DUI, no nothing. Right. So when we pull up, we, we look like the king of Zamunda. You got to realize <laughs> when we pull up and we fly in like 52 scrippers. Okay. Like the five best from New York, the five best from Atlanta, the five best Whoa, from like This is a nationwide Oh, this is like an all-star game. You didn't hey, go with the local No, 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 because okay. everybody from different places. Oh, so an all-star. They're like, all right, Smoot, man, you from Mississippi? Who, what you got in Mississippi? I'm like, yeah, I got Memphis, Mississippi and Tennessee. That's me. I know Memphis. That's my <laughs> territory. You're <laughs> like a sales guy. Yeah, yeah, I got Crystal. I got Jasmine. <laughs> I got Destiny. Uh, uh, yeah, listen, they're top earners. So we have to go to New top York five. and get Big Red. Top so five. anybody that was popular was there. So when we finished it was like 52 strippers america's best oh my god right. 52 strippers for how many players uh for 53 all right <laughs> <laughs> so one guy one guy's like just sitting in the corner going i guess i lost the partner chris cluey hey listen to me <laughs> hey and not only is it i ain't gonna do no name dropping on this one though but it's more women on here than just strippers it was a lot of famous uh celebrity females on here a lot what of mean famous it was a okay. lot of people on this pros. Boat. Were there pros? It was some. It was some pros okay. on here that played different sports. <laughs> right. It was right, some actors. Right, 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 it was right. some musicians. It was some rappers. It was. It was a lot of people on this boat. It wasn't just football. Diverse boat. crowd. Wait, was it, it one boat or two boats? It was two. We oh. had so 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 much ass. We needed two boats to put it on. <laughs> <laughs> and so and so so things proceed as yeah. a boat party like that would proceed. All right, so, Where did it get sideways? All right. So, this is what happened. When we pull up, we put up, like I said, 40 limos deep. We get out, and the boats are sitting right apart from each other. So everybody picking their boats down. You either getting on the left boat or the right boat. Depends on which girls you, you know, you favor to. So once we get on the boats, we out, and we dock the boat every two hours so people can switch boats. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. We, we, we got this thing thought out to the T. Yeah. Like, no, no man left out. You understand? So this ain't like an average script club because these girls looking at it like they on vacation. We paid for their ticket. They had hotel rooms. And time they get there in their room is the money for pay for script. So they ain't even caring about. We had them bring, we had like the undrafted guys bring platters of wands. They ain't touched them. They ain't care. They don't care. This is a full-fledged vacation for them. Now, and there's a lot of married guys on the team. How did it's that? It's a lot of married guys in life. I know they, that. They still, they still go to script clubs. No, I know. But was there any married guys on the team that are like, I don't know if this is what I signed up a for. A lot of guys was like, this this thing is getting out of hand. 
<laughs> but the only reason that the public ever caught wind of it is because the only people other on the boat than us is the skipper who's driving it and the ladies that's serving our food. Ah. One of the ladies end up telling her boyfriend about it, which in oh, turn told no. told her mother, and her mother called a news station. Oh. And this was not a criminal story. This was a news story. Oh, right? yeah. No, I know. It was huge. Yeah, and so yeah. once it became a news story, and I remember talking to Bus Cook, which was my, my agent, and I'm like, Bus, man, I'm finna get through under the bus for this, and all I did was call and get the boat. He was like, let me tell you something, Fred Smoot. Long as you ain't hurt nobody in their life, ain't no such thing as bad publicity. You, oh, will, be, you will be remembered for... 20, 30 <laughs> years after this, and it's going to have a lot to do with this boat situation. So the fallout was essentially, I forget what happened. Was anyone suspended on the team? None of us suspended. None. Fine it, it for was, detrimental it was no, conduct? Uh, $1,000. Okay. I, like it's no crime committed. We committed right. no crime, so therefore they couldn't find us for anything. And then I paid $10,000 for a lawyer, and they ended up having to pay a, a $1,000 fine for disturbing the peace on the lake. That was the, that was the crime. Disturbing did you, the did the you get what lake was it again? Lake Minnetonka. And are I, you I, are you banned to this day from no, ever sending no, no. sail on I, Lake Minnetonka? Two people been washed <laughs> in the waters of Lake Minnetonka, and that's me and Prince. All right, me and Prince <laughs> are the only two people that have been washed in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. Have you swam in Lake Minnetonka? Yes, I have. That is cold. Watch out for them floating rubbers. <laughs> <laughs> So how many years? So after that, so that finally died down. Yeah. And how many more years did you play in Minnesota before you came back here? Well, really, I only played two years in Minnesota. I hated it. Is I didn't like playing there. You can't go from a place like this to a place like that. I just didn't like it, man. The way it was ran, I didn't. I, Your coach at the time was Mike Tice. Yeah. Ugh. Then we had Brad Childress. Brad Childress just did it for me. Like I could not play for Chile anymore. He seemed like uptight. He's the dick of all dicks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling you, like, nobody liked playing for Chile. Yeah. Nobody liked You can tell. He's sour like, He was just one of them dudes, man. Sometimes you meet just negative energy people, and he was always one of those dudes. Uh, it's, like, it's like in his coaching career, maybe somebody messed over him or something. He just never forget it, and he takes it out of the I think it, it take team. a long time to finally get a head job. So maybe he was a little bit bitter about that. Maybe he thought, now that I'm a head coach, i got to be Johnny Button Up yeah, yeah. and all that. Yeah. It might be my only chance, which it is. And then Joe Gibbs comes to town and brings you back. First of all, I brought Joe Gibbs back. Mm. So that's why he brought me back. Do tell. All right. I was driving on uh, 85 South, going home after the offseason. I get a call from ESPN. They asked me, can I meet them? Can I go to Atlanta and do an interview? Because Kurt Spurrier just retired. I said, okay. Retired, he quit. He quit. (laughs) He just retired from the league. From the golf course. Uh, Listen to me. He didn't want the pros. The pros didn't want him. Right. So I'm doing an interview, and they're like, all right, uh, who's going to be the next coach? I said, well, I don't have no idea. Maybe we need to go back and get Coach Gibbs. And Coach Gibbs told me him and his wife were sitting at home watching TV, watching ESPN. And he heard it, and they had a talk about him going back to coaching, and he made his mind up that day to come back to coaching. Shut up. You said said it out of the blue. Out of the blue. Like, I wouldn't even. With no connections to nothing. I just, I couldn't answer the question. I had, who was I supposed to say at the time? So I was like, if we want to bring back the glory, yeah, we might well bring back Joe Gibbs. And Coach was like, 
He sat at home, talked to his wife, and he was like, all right, I'm going to come back. And that's why Coach came back. And when it was time for me to leave, we had no money. We were so messed up under the cap, they couldn't afford to keep me. So his first chance to get me back, he brought me back. And I called Coach that night. I called Coach from Minnesota, like, Coach, I hate it here. I want to come back home. He was like, well, if you talk to them and you go talk to the front office and work something out, we'll trade for you back here. I went the next day, talked to the front office, and said, what hey. Do we, what do we give up to get you back? Uh, basically nothing. I was going to say, do you remember nothing. what that was, CJ? I, because the thing was, nah, they nah. wanted to get rid of my salary. Nah. They and, knew I hated it there. And you're the boat and, captain. And, 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 <laughs> yeah, and I was the boat captain. Yeah. So it, it was the perfect exit. It actually worked back. out. The boat trip worked out. The your boat trip didn't like it, so you were an easy guy to get rid of. It got me shipped right back to Washington. shipped you back to D.C. And I got to go back the next year and beat them to go to the playoff. We had to play them to go to the playoff, and I picked it off and ran it back. It was very satisfying. Do you know how bleak it was in the hours before Gibbs surprised everybody by coming back? CJ, you remember this, and Gorgie, you remember this. Absolutely. We were staring at Ray Rhodes or Jim Fossil. Yep. That's what we were looking at. Yeah. And it was like, we're not going to get anybody. This is a fiasco, man. This is Spurrier quitting on us halfway through his contract. Nobody wanted to come here. Like, it was really dark days. I remember so Andy you gotta and I. You got to thank Fred Smoot for that. You got to thank me for well, that. This mouthpiece. Okay. Just, just blurting <laughs> stuff out. I just yeah. blurted. I just put it in the atmosphere. And, it's funny and that, it came true. And it's funny that Gibbs, who I think is obviously a man of faith yeah. and pretty conservative, would be attracted to a big personality like you. Yeah, because I'm the only one who could talk trash to Coach Gibbs. Like, I used to literally <laughs> talk about Coach Gibbs, and he just laugh out. He just, just. He'd be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he just. With that laugh. silly laugh. He loved it. We Tell loved it. We walked down to practice together most times just talking. So, yeah, he, you opposites attract. That's funny, man. Yeah, because his teams were loaded always with big personalities. Oh, yeah. That's true. I mean, the Dexters. Gary oh, yeah. Clark. The Joe Theismans. Rigo. The Rigos. Yeah. The Gary Clark. Rigo allegedly took a piss, Smoot, in a meeting in oh, front of Gibbs. Oh, I Gibbs know. turned away from the, the chalkboard no. or whatever, the whiteboard, and then saw Rigo pissing and just turned right back around like, well, that's Rigo. No, I, 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 I have a good friend Once you that know. was involved in that story. Mr. Jimmy Spiros was a strength and conditioning coach for the Redskins, and they they were going to play Buffalo. Yeah. And they got to the hotel room, and they got they parked, and someone threw the keys, and Rigo snatched them out of the air and said, "We're going across the border." They went across the border <laughs> in San Diego. No. Across the border in Tijuana. Yeah. This was the before the Super Bowl. No, no. This is in Buffalo. They went oh, across into Canada. Canada. Yeah. They went into Canada Vancouver, and partied most Toronto. of the day. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's about 45 minutes before the meeting back at the team hotel. And Jimmy Spiros is going, oh, my God, I got to get these guys back. They get in the car and get back. And, I mean, Rigo is toast. Yeah. Toast. Right. Yeah. And he stands up. And apparently he went on a little tirade like – he was sick of, like, playing and getting their ass beat, and he stood up and went nuts and sat down. And then next thing you know, he's urinating in the meeting. In the meeting room. Uh, and, uh, and, yes. and Gibbs didn't even blink an eye. That ain't, that ain't nothing. When it comes to urine, let me tell you something. Football players and urine go together. Oh, <laughs> I, I know, guys, we'd be playing in Green Bay, and they'd be like, man – Cold as hell, and they just start pissing on themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm dead serious. Hey, people ain't never wondered when, when do we go to the bathroom. No. These guys is not finna go to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. I done seen guys while the quarterback giving the, the cadence. I'm like, dude, is you pissing? <laughs> yeah, yeah yes. my fault. No, don't step Sorry. in it. I'm like, I'm like, man, y'all guys are all oh good God. chain. 
All right, our steaks are here. What did everyone get? I got the filet yeah, Oscar you got, style. You got the filet Oscar style. You got the ribeye. The ribeye nice. Oscar CJ, style. I did a ribeye as well with the loaded bake. All right. Yeah, this is and Gorgie, what'd you get? I got a uh, bone in ribeye with a uh, side of uh, 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 lobster mac and cheese, which is. Ooh, yeah, that's some good stuff right there. All right, we're at DC Prime Steakhouse Confidential. Uh, Smoot, you have unlocked a free dessert with your stories tonight oh, yeah. because they are so incredibly colorful, and I love it. So we're going to shut it down, eat our food, and then we'll come back. And when I come back, you got all meal to think about this. The toughest dudes you ever covered in the NFL. No. All right? Think all about right. that. All right. We'll I back. got you. Sports fans, football season is quickly running out. It's time to get in on the action with mybookie.ag. MyBookie.ag is the industry-leading sports action website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can bet aside, predict scores, track player props. MyBookie.ag lets you play without cash or other purchases. Use promo code ZABE, that's Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie.ag has in-game live action on every major league event, even esports. There's no better time to join MyBookie.ag than today. Go to MyBookie.ag to open an account and join in on the fun. Use promo code ZABE when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus. Signing up is easy and you'll have access to your own personal dashboard. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code ZABE. No deposit necessary. Terms, conditions apply. Void where prohibited. <laughs> I got I got a homeboy Mississippi love Doc. <laughs> he, he tuned in. Yeah, man. He like, man, Doc. If Doc don't sound like my old ass uncle. <laughs> <laughs> what is that smooth about Doc Walker? Go ahead, step up to the mic. I oh hear yeah, this. My, my 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 one of my best friends in Mississippi love to listen to Doc because Doc got that, that old man approach to it. Oh yeah, that, that, that go for the throat. That, uh, <laughs> Step doc, on their throats. Doc, you already know Doc one of them guys that mow his own yard with like a non-electrical lawnmower, push lawnmower. Like you, you can tell he all about the grit and the grime of it, you know. Do you know how long ago it was that Doc Walker last caught a pass in this town? Oh, I know this, but he's 1980. A, it, what is it, CJ? 83? Gorgie, 83? Something like yeah. that? I think it's 80. Four years before I well, four yeah, years, when were you born? I was 79. Yeah, I was a junior in high school. Yeah. 79 was a good year. I knew I was born in a year that had something to do with the number nine. And the amazing thing is Doc is still going strong in yeah. this town. Yeah, I want to get this stuff to go. And, and still is able to talk to current players. Yeah. And and I see it. Doc gets the respect to current players because he's a player. Yeah, and we always going to respect players. We don't care what time frame you played in. And actually, we respect the older players a lot more. But you got to realize Doc was three years from being a leatherhead. You understand? <laughs> like, you're talking about no face mask. You're talking about guys that played football and still had real jobs. You're talking about when they could smoke cigarettes on the sideline. Right, like they would, they would play football for $56,000 a yeah. year, which was a lot of money in 82. Yeah. But that's why, CJ, when – Joe Theismann said at the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 17, this is for a big fat ring and like $70,000. This is for $70,000 and a yeah. big fat ring. Right, because that Super Bowl check was double people's oh, salary. salary. And, and this this why they, <laughs> they played a lot harder then. Right? Well, imagine today, and I'd be all for this, Fred, if 
the Super Bowl would pay every player on the team $2 million. I, I, How what great I think would of, that be? I think so. Think of the ratings. Hey, oh, hey, yes. if, if you pay every player a million dollars, what that is, four commercials? You know, how much <laughs> it, you know how much it is to get a commercial during Super Bowl? I know. I think if they revved it up a little bit, that it will – I already think we get maximum effort. You know what? These owners, not only do they not want to pay you one dime more than they have to, I bet they're pissed that they paid you so much back in 82 when it was double. They're probably hey. still saying, why'd we pay him so much fucking money? Hey, we about, didn't have to pay him that think much about money. Think about this, Abe. 32 billionaires that made their money all doing something else. Something else in hey. football. Uh, Although some of the owners currently, they're like, they own the team. That's where their fortune comes from. Like the but Brown, they found their the fortune Brown somewhere. family in, yeah. in Cincinnati. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much their business. Yeah, but like, like I mean, this isn't how... Snyder made his money, but this is his. This, this is man. This yeah. is his business. But communications yeah. is what got him here. So yeah. right. these guys, they they don't. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Didn't Dan make a lot of money in the radio business? <laughs> yeah, communi- oh, here we go. Hey, all I'm saying is communication. <laughs> oh, I'm that, sorry. That's what he does. And, and, and marketing. He, and these marketing. Guys, I'm sorry. Snyder marketing. Yeah. And they don't see failure. So imagine what it is for a billionaire to be in a club of 32 billionaires. And you the worst billionaire. These guys don't know failure. These the guys worst don't know. billionaire. Think, think, think about it. It's well, a contest to them. When I they walk up, it's a measurement contest with them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And guys like Mark Davis, he's the poorest of all the billionaire owners. I don't even think I don't even think he's a billionaire. You know, he's, oh, he's oh. lucky he got the stadium deal From the in day they Las moved Vegas. to Vegas, he is a billionaire. For wow. now. Okay. Yeah. For now. When they move to Vegas, he will be in the top Pay five. dirt. Yes. Yeah, he's pretty leveraged, though. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. how do you think it'll be, Smoot, when there's a team in Vegas with uh, NFL players? Or is it the case where NFL players, they all athletes, every city is Vegas, every city is nightlife? Every city is Vegas. So Vegas but is not going to be a it's big not deal. Vegas. I'm going to tell you this. We watched the, the Vegas hockey team, the Knights, go to the championship in their first inaugural year. Let me tell you the biggest 12th man you can have is your city. It's a reason why New England lose every time they go to Miami. Right, it's a reason. If your city becomes that 12th man, and ooh, that's when you need the ladies of the town to take them down. And that's what they're going to do in Vegas. It ain't the Vegas. You don't have to worry about the Vegas Raiders. They there every day. Right. You got to worry about the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. The Packers of Green Bay coming there for the night. Yeah, right? yeah, they're going to yeah, lose their yeah, mind. Yeah. So guess what? Their first year, mark my word, the Raiders – in Vegas, they win 10-plus games. Well, and I, it's going to be because of the nightlife. They're going to win one game this year. All right, but I promise you, current two years from now, when they move to Vegas, yeah. watch the team. They're going to strike them off the list every time they come down. And I don't know a team of 53 Christians. Oh, hey, 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 they going down. <laughs> or, the, or they're fake Christians. I know some of those. Oh, I had a sports. lot of them on the team. The Dolphins, yeah. the dolphins have stunk for two decades. Hey, but, but guess what? Hey, ask, I, who was I talking to? I was talking to Brian Cox about this. And Brian was like, man, we used to know when we were going to be the team because we could look in their eyes and tell what they did the <laughs> yeah, night before. Yeah. Like, when you live in those cities that do that to people, you think... Uh, you the think, Clevelander. If you live in Cleveland and you play no, for no, the Browns... I'm talking the Clevelander and, in Miami. And that's what I'm telling you, but if yeah. you live in Cleveland and you play for the Browns and y'all go play New York, yeah. you don't think you're going out there night. Absolutely. Right, so, at the end of the day, the city becomes... That's what made the Lakers so good. Home people go to advantage. L.A. and they, they go out. They can't help <laughs> themselves. Alright, the question is, the hardest guy or guys you ever covered? Toughest wide receivers ever. Uh, Who's right. on your list? All right, Randy Moss is probably like Gotta the biggest be. mismatch you can put on any guy. But it's never – Zabe, I hate to give you this answer, but it ain't the wide receiver. It's the trigger man. Like, really? It's the quarterback. If, 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 All right, who are the toughest quarterbacks? All right, 
Brit Favre, because he ain't never going to stop coming at you. You can pick him off seven times. He right. does not care. Peyton Manning, because he's going to find out what you in, diagnose you. Tom Brady, because they're just not going to stop running up the score. Their receivers are the most dangerous. See, you know who dangerous to me? Reggie Wayne. Because Peyton Manning going to get him 12 perfect passes to burn me every game. Marvin <laughs> Harrison, he's going to get him 12 chances to burn me every game. And Instead of throwing that out route in the, in the, the field of play, he throws his out routes out of bounds. And the receiver knows going out of bounds. I can't get to any of his balls. It's the quarterback. You can give me Randy Moss, but if you got Nate Peterman, the Peterman, quarterback in <laughs> Just got released today. Hey, Pour one Peter out for Peterman. Hey, hey, the Peterman is the worst quarterback I've ever seen in my life. He's bad. Like, if he's quarterbacking for Randy, Randy ain't no threat to me. No, that's a good point. When you played Peyton Manning, I bet he was like, he knew so much about what you were going to do is probably frustrating. Like, we how did he know I was playing trail technique? Yeah. Or how did he know I was actually we, – We try to hold it. It's up to our safeties to try to hold the identity so long. But he'll wait you out. Right. Like, that's why he's He'll always stepped the ball right. with two seconds left. Yeah. He's going to wait you out, and this safety's trying his best. I can't go in this box. <laughs> I can't because I'm going to leave him undressed. I'm going to leave him with the skirt up. But you got to get down for your responsibility. Right. And, and once Peyton knows, there's no hesitation to where he's going with the ball. He's going to the weak point. And that's what makes receivers great. I, it would never be a Jerry Rice without Joe Montana and Steve Young. Yep. Like I said, one of the biggest Travis Sham mockeries of all time is the Green Bay Packers. The biggest illusion of a great franchise. They're not great. Oh, they, no, they're wasting Aaron Rodgers' no, career. No, no, they wasted a lot of career. They had, they, if I told you, besides the 49ers, 27 straight years of Hall of Fame quarterback. Oh, and you got two rings two to rings. show for it. That's a two disgrace. Rings. That's a, a disgrace. Yeah. 27 straight years. That means you ain't never – you had no downtime in three decades, and you got two rings. Right. And they and they rely on Rodgers too much now. Well, it's like anytime you pay out, a quarterback out, that much out. of your salary, any team that the quarterback makes, I think, over 25% of your salary, you can't win. We watch Seattle get decimated by that. Once they start to pay – that's why now you see the Rams trying to win it while golf, golf is young. Yeah. Right, that's how you win it. So you can go overpay the other positions right? before you had to play that quarterback. Because once you pay that quarterback, it's over. Um, I know one guy that did burn you pretty good, Steve Smith. Man, and, then, on, and, then, and then, and then, and then, and then, I remember. I played him eight times, but you can only bring up one game? Well, he rowboated you. Yeah. Everybody he caught a did. touchdown. Uh, he uh, caught a touchdown. He got on his butt and hey. started rowboating you and in me the end zone. Hey, me and Steve is classmates. We came out together. We played against each other in junior college. I, oh, you did? We hate each other guts. If I see Steve in a grocery Still? store right now, we're just competitive against each okay. other. Okay. We respect each other, but it's, a, it's it's just a competition there. And I played against this man eight times. And he only but, beat you uh, once? Out of one game, he beat me for two tubs, and now he's the <laughs> king of all kings. That tells me I did my job in the league because that's the only guy y'all could ever bring up. You ain't bringing up Plexico. You ain't bringing up Randy. I played against all of them. But you're going to bring up Steve Smith because he's the only one that talked Showboated, it. Showboated, yeah, yeah, and, exactly. and that's fine. Hey, him. He was good, though. I mean, he was Chad, a son of a bitch. No, my class was great. My class, the first rounders was Ladanian, Drew Brees, Santana Moss, Reggie Wayne, uh, Steve Smith was in the fourth, fifth round. Chad Johnson in the fifth, fourth round. That's a good uh, draft oh, right there. Oh, you, no, I ain't even went and kept and, telling you all the other people. And, that who, was in, and who do we take? Rod, Rod, Rod Gardner. Gardner. Rod Gardner. Rod Gardner, you had beaten Rod Gardner in the – I had uh, shed him down. I had sentenced him to 10 game, years right? of life against Clemson. <laughs> I, literally. You wouldn't even, to life. Uh, you, you wouldn't even know he was playing in the game. All right? So you – Mississippi State played Clemson. He yeah. was on Clemson. You played him in the bowl game. I what played him 
in the bowl game. Uh, Peach Bowl okay. at the time. And, and you shut them down, sentence them to 10 one catch, One catch, five yards. Okay. <laughs> and the Redskins go and draft him Before in the me. first round. Yeah. And you, so you came into the league with a chip on your shoulder. Well, I, you, you would have been a first yeah, round. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I got in the little trouble, you know. Yeah. But still, if you're going to go off, if you're going to draft me anyway, ain't I'm the one you should make sure you're going to get? <laughs> Not him. Because you could have easily got Steve Smith or Chad yeah. Johnson later. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You could have got them later in this very deep draft that we had. We had a unbelievable – and I ain't talking about some positions. Michael Vick was the first person taken in my draft. Every position, we had at least three or four players legitly. There's still Richard she- Seymour, uh, Big Marcus Scribe, every position, Chad Hutchinson. It, it was an ultimately deep draft. What are yeah. you going to do when you grow up, Fred Smoot? Because you're great at talking. You're doing a lot of media right now. But I know you enough that you know – football and you know the guys coming up now you were talking my ear off about derwin james yeah who is killing it he's special he's special everyone's raving and i'm like shit i could have told you that smoot was in my ear all spring saying derwin james derwin james would you coach no you coach i could be a great coach i've been asked to coach a lot kids get my blood boiling i like to teach and i and i'm a great communicator yes you are i think my vivid communicator hey, hey my ultimate dream though is to be a gm like, when I played, ah. like, even when I was young, when I played Madden, it was never to play the game. It was to put teams together. Okay. Like, I like to put teams together. And I think that's my dream job. I want to be a GM. I want to be Ozzie Newsome. I want to nice. identify talent. That's why every year during the draft, you see my blood get the ball. Would you have the temperament to be a GM? Oh, yes, most definitely. You would. Because what I need to do with players, I need to communicate with them so I can see who – if I could see talk who to they are. if I could you see, think you could identify who they are oh, just by talking very to them. quickly. Whoa, whoa, that's you, what everyone thinks. No, no, no. That's why I'm one of the only football players ever in that locker room that knew all 52 players, talked to all 52 players. And no matter what team we had, I literally knew all the history before they sat down. I know it all. You know yes, their I wives, got, girlfriends, I, babies, birthdays. I needed to talk trash to them. I need information. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I need information. You were Wikipedia before Wikipedia. Smoot, hey, I started Twitter. Smootopedia. No, I started Twitter before Twitter. I had smootsmack.com when the internet wasn't buzzing. And it, all it was was for me to talk trash to people and them to talk back to me. All right, what's Twitter? So what's what, Twitter? so let's rewind. Yeah. NFL draft spring, you were on to this guy, Sweet, Sweet. It was guy, it was this player. You were you were gung-ho on this, this guy. This past year? Yes. This, which one? Sweet. It was his player. It was a defensive player. Oh, Sweat. Sweat. Yeah. You were all over him. Yeah, you know what? He was supposed to be the next coming of Jadavion Clowney. Right. He ended up having surgery on because he almost lost his leg. I went to Florida he State. I in uh, Philadelphia got him, and they they building him up right now. And when they let him loose, he's six five, two hundred and no, he's a beast. He's a beast, and he's a beast. Yeah. But guess what? Mississippi State got another sweat for you. Oh. He's six six, two hundred fifty five pounds. We'll be a top ten pick. He just gave Tua Tonga Lower hell. And what's his <laughs> name? And what's his name? Martez Sweat. Martez, no, no. another no. Sweat. This another sweat? A, this is another sweat that plays outside linebacker. A brother? He's no. at, I think they're cousins. Cousins. He, no, he's at Mississippi State right now. He has like 15 sacks. He leads the nation in sacks. Yeah. And he playing beside. Uh, Their defense is Big ferocious. Simmons. We got like seven pros on that defense You have right no offense. Now. You have no, no offense. No 
offense. Your, your quarterback, <laughs> your quarterback couldn't hit the side of a barn. No, he can't, but he right. can run. No, he can <laughs> run. He can <laughs> run, and we can't score points. But we got some dogs down oh, yeah. there, and then what I do? I like to watch college. I like, like, I had my little Redskin team that I started when I got here. It's in Mississippi. I started to put out my first college guys like five years ago, meaning they started in my C team yeah. all the way through the college. I had the number one player in Mississippi, which is at uh, Cam Akers. He's at Florida State right now, number three. He's going to be special. He's going to be special. Who are these guys? This is a camp you do? No, I, I have a little league team. A little league team? A little league team in little Mississippi. League football. The Redskins. Everybody know them. They're scared really? of my team. They're like the Alabama of little league. Like, we go <laughs> we go play guys in, we go play guys in uh, Louisiana. We go play guys in Alabama. They can't beat my team like – how old, are, how old are these? What, oh, what ages? Oh, we start from like seven years old. That's the C team. All the way up to the A team to like right before high school. And you recruit these kids? No, they come play. They like, come to you. They come to my coaches and my team because, wow. you know, we got the best uniform. I make sure they uniformed nah. up. They, and all my coaches. Is it the Redskin logo? Oh, we got Redskin Redskin logo, Redskin they, they wear all gold. They got the all oh, gold jerseys. They got the all maroon. Like they, they got they got everything. And plus, I bought them like a van to go pick them up like after school and stuff. And plus, all my <laughs> coaches play football with me in high school. So everybody coaching is ex football players. Oh my god, so, that's amazing. So it works. And I got like right now, I got like eight guys in college, Division One right now. Yeah, and this is why. When any of these egghead, nerd-ass media members in the Northeast, in New York City and whatnot, write their stupid stories, Fred, about football's in trouble, football's going to die, what parents are going to let their kids play, they ain't never been to Mississippi to see seven-year-old kids. I got to believe that your kids are not crying as they get on the bus to go play football for uh, you. Uh, no, they're not. And Hell they, no. And, guess and their what? mama ain't sad. And it's not playing. flag football. First of all, your mama still let you go to the military. There's a chance you can die over there, too. Yeah. Like, if, if, I, if I dig in a coal mine, I'm probably going to have lung right. cancer. Like, every job comes with right. a hazard. But that's the thing. Football, where you're from, yeah. is different. It's the gospel. It is way different. What's your name? In Who the your major daddy? media centers. And what position do you play? What position do you play? There you go. And what's your number? And th- that's it. Yeah. That's how you, your family get respect. What's your family name? Yeah. You play anybody play football? Right. If it ain't that, and that's why I love football, because football brings everybody. Football is colorless. Football is, it, it brings everybody together. And you I need enjoy. everybody. And you need everybody. You need everybody from all these different races and walks all of life. All races need, need everybody. You need you need fat kids to play the line. You oh, we need, need quick kids, kids to play wide receiver. We need, need soft kids, kids to kick. To play. We need, yeah. Right, you need to play quarterback. Yeah. You need everybody. We need it all. Think about it. That way, hey, a life without white people, we wouldn't know what's at the bottom of the ocean, and we damn <laughs> sure wouldn't know what's at the top of Mount Everest because my hey, black people, we ain't that adventurous, all right? So we all need each other. Everybody got their strong points. Hey, I got I got news for you. The answer is not much and just a bunch of fish. <laughs> That's what's up at the top. Hey, That's what's down But we need somebody to go there first so we know for a fact what's there. Explore. Oh, not scared to explore anything. Fred, <laughs> Fred, you have exceeded expectations, and I thank you for your time, my friend. Anytime, Zayman. I'm Anytime. so shocked we didn't talk any Game of Thrones. I'm very shocked. Well, you. that's the thing. You're a big Game of Thrones fanatic. They just announced it's going to start in April. And it made my and stomach you're, hurt. Right. You're upset. I want it to be February. Well, it ain't going to be. I know it. We've already waited a year and a half. All right, give me give me a minute on how it's going to end. All right, this is how I feel it's going to end. Everybody thinks that Daenerys is going to die in childbirth. Everybody thinks that's how her really? demise is going to be. Who's everybody? The people well, on your I, chat I, rooms I, that I, you I, lot, uh, I, I know a lot of people is saying that she's going to die giving birth to twins. I think one of them dragons is going to eat her. <laughs> Never. It, yeah, it's going to turn on her and uh, just no, go. No, no, no. I think, I think Varys is going to portray Daenerys. Okay. I, I know that for a fact. 
Uh, I, think, I know that for a fact. Yeah, Melisandre. Are you a showrunner? I'm him just now? telling you. I, I get the information. <laughs> Melisandre <laughs> is Nisa Nisa. Okay. I, she mean when she told you she got to die in this country. Yeah. Her job is to be uh is to become Lightbringer. Okay. Uh, John is going to st- stab her in the chest and use Lightbringer to take down the Night King. Nice. Right? And I think it's going to happen in Winterfell. I think this is where everything going to end in Winterfell because that's where it began. And that's where it began. Yeah. A lot of people don't understand the that the Starks. It's it's a lot. The Starks are connected with the Night King. Most yeah. definitely, he's a Stark. Yeah. Right. So now they gotta ask yourself, what's in the bottom of those crypts? They, you know, it's that broken wall down there. You know what's in the bottom of those crypts? The Night King's wife. Oh. That's All why right. it's cold down there, even though it's hot springs below. It's still cold. <laughs> Are either of you guys Game of Thrones fans? No. no they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> they're so lost. They, they don't know what we're talking Is about. Is that Atari? I gave it up. I gave it five episodes, and then there was a dragon, and I quit. Uh, uh, hey, but listen I, to me. I can't. I hate fantasy. The dragon, I can't do fantasy. The dragons are the best though, part. so much it's, debauchery. I, I, yeah. I, I know. See, that, that would, you would be into that. I no, like the debauchery saying. part. Uh, one last thing. I don't want to uh, hijack it, but you said no, behind-the-scenes stories. There's got to be one behind-the-scenes story, Sean Taylor, that nobody knows about. There's got to be a Sean. Well, one, that one, a right, one special Sean, Sean with story. Besties. That's why I took it so hard. And... I'm going to tell you, Sean was a, a competitor from day one. And we used to play this mo- motorcycle video game, like <laughs> daily, all right? And I just used to whoop him to death in it. <laughs> so it got to a point where he wouldn't leave my house. Like, we would sit there and play this game to like 3, 4 in the morning. And I'd be like, man, I got to get some sleep. He's like, nah, nah, we got to keep playing until I learn how to beat you. And when I say competitive to the point where he would – Push down lamps. I'm like, man, you're going to have to buy that lamp. And he'll, buy, and he'll bring a new lamp the next day. Like, he just, when I say the most competitive guy that you ever saw, and he did not care what he wore. One day he he, he put on his pants, and we go and practice, and he got, like, sweatpants under his football pants. I'm like, yeah. man, what are you doing? Like, man, I don't care. And Coach Gibbs, will be, he'll tell Sean good. Here's Sean. This is not tackling, all right? We're just going to walk through. <laughs> I, I, I like, Coach, I don't know why you're wasting your time. <laughs> He'll hand the ball to Clint Shun to come right down here and, and just kill him. <laughs> I, 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 like, I like, man, did Coach just tell you? Like, nah, man, he had football in his hand. So that's who he was. <laughs> if you got the football in your hand, it's a chance that he's he going to spear you. <laughs> hey, he, hey, he sent me to the hospital. I was on his team. We playing, we playing against Dallas. I get to Was a it friendly fire. Friendly fire. Yeah, there you go. I get to Julius Jones first. Hit him, so we standing up. Next thing I know, I wake up, I'm on the ground. Sean has speared me so bad that he bruised my kidney. Oh, oh my God. So God. now I got to stay in Dallas overnight because I can't fly. Oh. And I ain't going to lie, Schneider spent the night with me. It was it showed me a lot. That's that why I gained a lot of respect for him. But, man, my, my guy left me. Left me for dead. Like, Sorry about that. <laughs> he, he took out everybody. Like, yeah. it was one season. It was like a five-game screen. He took out Sean, me, Carlos, everybody. We just, I said, man, you hurting more Redskins than the other team. <laughs> he was so big and so fast yeah. that he looked like a glitch in a video game in real life. Have you ever it was seen a he, joke. Well, Greg Have Williams you, summed it up. Yeah. Athletic freak. Um, a, a man meese. Yeah. He was a – have you ever seen him and Lavash stand beside each other in the huddle? No. The same Zach height, yeah. and they look the same. Because yeah. people don't understand, his rookie year, he played at 240. Right. He Ooh. was huge. But he could run. Oh, still running 4-4, four, 4-3. Four, four, yeah. oh. yeah. 240. All right? Yeah. And if anybody was scared of him, 
T.O. probably still had nightmares about it. <laughs> I don't know why he hated T.O. I had to ask him one day, like, why you don't like that man? Like, I don't like that man. <laughs> and, I, and every time we played against T.O., he'll be like, hey, man, play a little deep on this play, man, in case they, they try to throw something to the middle of the field. I'm like, where you going? <laughs> He's like, going. I'm going to. He said, yeah. I got to go tend to something right quick. <laughs> In the first play, run, pass, no matter what. He just went just just almost killed it. And it set the tone for the rest oh, of the absolutely. day. He said, don't worry about it. You ain't got to worry about him for the rest of the day. And I promise you, did not have to worry about him oh, for man. the rest of the day. Did you guys ever play him at wide receiver in practice? We played him at wide receiver in practice, and I had to check him many times. And he was big and strong and could get the ball. Big old hands. Yeah. Grab it out there. We had a couple of us. Like I said, champ play uh, wide receiver. I got to play wide receiver with Spurrier. And Sean was another one that got to play wide Sean even returned punts. That's just yeah. how good he was. He like was awesome. uh, he was, he was, he was. Clint got that one right. I remember, I, I can remember Ed Reed telling me about him, because I was talking to Ed Reed. One of my friends is just, he was a big Ed Reed fan, so he came up watch us play Baltimore, and me and Ed, I used to get together after the game. And I'm like, man, I said, I think you're gonna be one of the best. He was like, nah, man, it's a, it's a dude in uh, Miami better than me. I'm like, what? He <laughs> like, man, nah. He was like, watch Sean Taylor, and I started watching him. And I like, damn, he is better <laughs> because he just—he's basically Runny Lot and Ed Reed. He Runny Reed. Yeah, that's who he was. He was Runny Reed. He had the ball skills and the Johnny on the spot of Ed Reed, but he had the intimidation. And, and, and Ronnie Lott. He was a Ronnie Lott. Train. He was a – and it was like I said, right now, if he was still living, he would already see men in himself as. Oh yeah. He would have been Dion's status right now. He would have been – if Dion is considered the best cornerback of all time, he would have been considered the best safety of all time right now. Raise him up to Sean. Sean. Thank 21. you, Freddie. Hey, always. Good Cheers. talking. CJ, Gorgie, thank you. Thank you to Rick Crow for having us again here at DC Prime. We are full of steak. And uh, where's the carts to roll us out of here? <laughs> oh, yes. Because once again, we are full. All right, thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. One story that got told while we were eating and did not make air was about Daryl Gardner, who was a Redskin for one year and played defensive tackle and was an absolute monster. The Redskins, he, he was here for a year, went into free agency. The Redskins did not make a run at signing him. The, the Broncos ended up signing him, and he only lasted one more season, got into it in a parking lot of a Waffle House with a customer, I think punched his lights out. Uh, also had a bad back that I think the team knew about. Anyway, the story with Daryl Gardner was that Fred Smoot said Daryl showed up to the team and asked if he could stay at Fred's house. And Fred said, sure. So he comes in with a suitcase and starts living and sleeping on his couch and wouldn't leave to the point where, you know, Daryl was asking the coaches like, you know, Marvin Lewis, the defensive coordinator, is like, hey, Marvin, I, I need some help. You know, Daryl Gardner is still living at my house. I'm afraid to ask him to leave. <laughs> and, and Marvin Lewis is like, I'm not going to ask him to leave. It's too scary. Uh, he said he would call his mom and say, Mom, I got this this teammate of mine who's living at my house. I, I, I don't want to don't want to ask him to leave. I'm a little bit scared of him. And Smooth's mom said, which one is he? And he goes, 97. And she goes, oh, yeah, he good. <laughs> and he finally left, said he was a great guy, uh, just a little bit crazy, and a mammoth. Mammoth man. He also does Fred Smoot think that the Champ Bailey trade the Redskins made was the worst trade the Skins have ever made in history. I disagreed because the Redskins did get back Clinton Portis, who was highly productive. And even though 
You can say, well, you know, Portis was never quite what he was in Denver as the home run back with a 5.5 yard per carry average. We got value back. The reason Champ Bailey was traded had to do with off the field stuff that I won't repeat here because it's all rumor, but it involved, uh, well, it involved, what do you think it involved? And basically Champ and I guess those around him said, you got to get out of town. And so that was that. Champ Bailey, though, was, uh, is looked upon like a god in Denver. And Smoot said playing opposite him when he was here was like nothing they'd ever seen. And they were a hell of a tandem. Anyhow, it was, uh, it was great to sit down with Fred. He is a unique fellow. Next week, we have former Washington Bullet lined up Kevin Grevy and University of Maryland analyst Chris Knocky. So I look forward to both of those dinosaurs telling stories about the NBA set shot Routine in the 1970s and the rule of three to make two at the free throw line. Don't forget football season is running out. Time to get in on the action with MyBookie.ag. MyBookie.ag is the industry-leading sports action website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite betting events. You can bet sides, scores, track player props. MyBookie.ag lets you play without cash or other purchases. Use promo code ZABE when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus. Even if the game is already kicked off, don't sweat it. They've got in-game live action for every major league event, even esports. There's no better time to join mybookie.ag than today. Go to mybookie.ag, open an account, join the fun. Promo code ZABE. That's promo code ZABE when you register and get a 100% sign-up bonus. Signing up is easy. You'll have access to your own personal dashboard. That's mybookie.ag. Promo code ZABE. No deposit necessary. Terms and conditions apply. Void where prohibited. Thanks for listening. Download, subscribe, comment, and like. Tell three friends. Don't forget, tomorrow, Football Five Ways, Friday, week number 11. Subscribe at zabe.com slash premium. Podcasts are the future. Email me with topics and suggestions at zabe at yahoo.com. Now go out and (laughs) scrape that ice off your windshield if you live where it has snowed, and we will see you next time. Grandparents. At Vanguard, you're more than just a grandparent. You're the family historians. You fill your closets with heirlooms, family photos, and letters from long ago. You're always planning the next family reunion, even at the reunion. Because for you, time well spent is time spent on them. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. Because the future you're building is bigger than yourself. Discover the value of ownership at Vanguard.com. Fund shareholders own the funds that own Vanguard. Vanguard Marketing Corporation. Distributor. Hear that? Is that America cheering or a sausage patty sizzling to perfection? It's time to cheer for Egg McMuffin and fresh cracked eggs at McDonald's. It's time to wake up to the aroma of freshly baked biscuits and treat yourself to a real honest-to-goodness morning meal. Breakfast, it's on at McDonald's. Now get any breakfast sandwich for just 2 bucks. Available only through the app. Mobile order and pay available at participating McDonald's. McD app download and registration required.